Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. We're coming at you every Monday at 7 a.m. in 30 minutes or less with no bullshit. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. And we're helping small businesses and construction companies be more profitable with better leads and better systems. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! And today I'm gonna to be talking about the five principles of design and how they affect persuasion on your website and leads. You know, many years ago I went to school for web design, studied and got a degree and all that, but there's five main things that they teach you in design school and I'm gonna share them with you and I'm gonna give you examples of how you can make your website better. I'm also gonna share, according to science and according to several data-oriented studies, how these principles of design are gonna help your website get more conversions. The first principle is balance. Your website should not feel heavily weighted, it should feel even. This doesn't happen when you have like a heavy sidebar, heavy dark sidebar for instance, and then nothing on the other side. It can happen in a lot of ways. There's a lot of dark on the bottom of the website, but there's none on the top. You wanna to kinda of mix, you know, that yin and that yang to get balance in the design. The second principle is repetition. The same types of elements should be repeated throughout the website. It should feel consistent. You don't want people going to different pages and experience a jarring difference. You know, because we do search engine optimization, we actually should expect people to come in on the other pages on our website and to have some of those consistent elements like it was the homepage. You don't want this really beautiful homepage and then the interior page looks like it's from 1987. The third principle of design is contrast. When there's sharpness in images, brighter colors, stronger difference between the foreground and the background, and when there's, you know, the text is clearly visible because some people will make a photo on the background and then they'll put a, an overlay that's dark, but it's not dark enough, so the white text on, on top of it doesn't have contrast with the image behind it. So there's this almost this disjointed feel and you can't read the text very clearly, so you need to avoid that. If you have contrast with the elements, you will significantly increase the readability and you'll make the, the website feel more dynamic and you'll make it pop more. Four, dominance. There's a large element that draws you in followed by clearly smaller elements. This drives engagement. Rather than having elements that are all the same size and it feels monotonous. Number five. Hierarchy, what is the eye drawn to first? Then what? Then what after that? The clearer and more obvious the visual hierarchy, the more likely someone will be drawn in. No hierarchy, all the texts and the elements are the same size. People get lost, they don't know what to look at first. You want to give them clarity on what to look at first. And that 
involves all of these principles of design. That Im involves balance, repetition, contrast, and dominance. Because if you have a beautiful smile, then a bright headline, then the company logo, and a contrasting color call to action, and it's clear what people should be looking at, first, second, third, and fourth, you're allowing them to rest, basically. There's not, there's not this, you know, this scrutiny that comes when you don't know what you're doing, when you have to look closer and you have to really dive in. You want it to be obvious so people can rest in the hierarchy of your website. You want to limit things. Restraint is powerful. Now I'm going to get into some of those data-oriented things. Having an unattractive website is terrible for your conversion rate. And that was proven by a study done by Adobe that said 38% of people will leave your website if it's unattractive. 38% of people just pop out. They think, oh, this, this is a low-end website. This is a low-end company. And they leave. All right, this next one applies to dominance and hierarchy. There's a famous study by psychologists Sheena Lineger and Mark Lepper where they found that a display table with 24 varieties of jam attracted less interest than a table displaying only six varieties of jam. In fact, people who saw the larger display were only one-tenth as likely to buy as people who saw the small display. That is intense. Uh, that's an example of something called Hicks Law. Action is lost in proportion to the number of choices being presented. So you give people a ton of choice, they're actually much less likely. They have analysis paralysis. So you wanna limit the options to only the most important ones. Next, you wanna use balance in the rule of thirds. Photographers use this rule of thirds. If you wanna get fancy, the golden ratio to achieve better balance. It's this principle that web design can also follow. It's the rule of thirds. So you break it up into one third and two thirds. Maybe the figure is in one third of the screen and then the rest of the screen is two thirds or vice versa. But you're essentially balancing out the image by doing this and balancing out your layout. Next, balance and hierarchy also can be achieved through simple websites and prototypical sites. They are actually scientifically better. Uh, there's an amazing article from Conversion Excel called Simple Sites Are Scientifically Better. They shared a couple of very conversion rate oriented examples and case studies to show how simplicity and prototypicality improved conversion rate. A page without white space crammed full of text and graphics risks appearing busy or cluttered and typically it's difficult for people to read. The basic idea is actually something called cognitive fluency. It, the brain prefers to think about things that are easy to think about. That's why you prefer visiting websites where you instinctively know where everything is, is and the actions that you're supposed to take. The reason less visually complex websites are considered more beautiful is partly because low complexity websites don't require our eyes and our brain to work as hard to decode, store, and process information. It's vital to understand that we have to limit the exposure of all of these different elements 
not just for what like similar to websites in your category but for websites in general if you want to hack people's working memory with design. You want them to be able to remember the things. If they just flashed your website for five seconds, they should be able to remember what they saw and they should know what you do. The next principle is around dominance. You want to prioritize the actions you want people to take with proximity and size for the most important elements and function. That's like that's why if you go on Spotify, the big play button is only a tiny bit away from your thumb and it's big and it's clear because you're gonna most likely be interacting with that element the most. So you use size and proximity to where people would click or tap with their finger to prioritize the things that people are going to want to do most. That's why we often take the menu button and put it at the bottom right of the websites that we create. This is different than a lot of web design companies. It's partly just because it's proximity. You want it to be easy to use and it's the most common element that people are interacting with. All right, five things that will kill your conversion rate. One, sliders. There's tons of studies on this. A carousel, particularly at the top of your website, flashing through different messaging. It gets ad blindness from the people that visit your website. Second, long forms. Tons of studies on this too. Lack of trust factors. I've done A-B tests where just adding a couple trust factors increased sales $10,000. And not making important actions into obvious buttons and not having clear call to actions on the bottom of interior pages and on the bottom of pages in general. And then lastly, that your website takes too long to load. There are tons of ways to make your website quicker to load and it can kill your conversion rate if it's not. All right, the next podcast is gonna be about copywriting for an effective website. You know, the visuals, the contrast, the dominance, these things are super important, but copywriting, the actual headlines and the text that you use matter a lot for making sure that your website converts into more contact form submissions and phone calls. And so we're gonna be talking about that. Tune in next week for that one. And then I strongly suggest that you use a data-driven premium web design company. Yes, like ourselves. We review website analytics and are constantly looking for ways to push up conversions. Second, I've done many A-B tests and have seen firsthand how things can significantly improve conversions and I apply those into the strategy of our web design proven formula. And then lastly, we empathize and listen to users. We use usertesting.com to scale this out to get websites in front of people and then they give us feedback for what could be improved and what's confusing and try to make things easier for them. And then we apply those principles that we learned to the website. So there's a ton of things that you can do after listening to people and applying that. And then we've just learned a lot over the years. If you'd like to benefit from our data-driven design approach, send me a message, um, connect with me on LinkedIn. And thank you so much for listening to the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Join us next week. 
Monday at 7 a.m., 30 minutes or less, no bullshit, and we're helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. Check us out at hookagency.com, Hook Agency all over social. Review the podcast on iTunes if it was useful to you, and have a great day.